there is a moment in the Bible that's called Pentecost. It's in Acts. And it's it was this big explosion of the Holy Spirit coming and filling the men of God, the apostles who were just with Jesus. And they started to speak in this in strange languages. But were they actual languages that they didn't know? Or was it just languages that people didn't know? There seems to be such a confusion about this spiritual gift or these spiritual languages. There are some churches who believe in it. There are some churches who believe mm, it's not necessary. But there's a verse in Ephesians that says that after we put on the full armor of God, that we're supposed to pray in the spirit at all times. But what does that mean? What does that look like? And is it possible to for you to start speaking in a language, a language that you don't understand, but is so holy and is so for God to to build you up and just to start speaking through you and to help other people. Well, today we have Margie Florent from Rivers Ministries, and Margie has just such a great insight of the gift of speaking in tongues. In fact, she has a YouTube video that has 11,000 hits about the necessities of speaking in tongues. So today we are going to talk about the question of speaking in tongues, anything you want to know we're going to answer. So welcome, Margie. Welcome so much to Touch by Prayer. Hey, Lisa. Thank you. Thank you for having me. Hello, everyone. This is, well, first of all, I'm just going to give a a quick background of Margie. Margie and I actually met through Facebook from God because she friend requested me. I didn't know her, but but God put us together and my husband was was used to help her produce one of these videos the necessity of of, of praying in tongues that has reached and you, you just said 11,000 viewers 11,000 hits i think we produced 23 half hour to 40 minute videos and the video that ended up being the most the had the most views and the most hits was the necessity of speaking in other tongues, which led me to believe that there's a lot of questions in this area of the Word of God. Well, this show is going to be basically, you know, everything you wanted to know about speaking in tongues, but we're afraid to ask. We're going to ask. <laughs> we're going to ask those questions because I think there's been so much controversy about this subject. Why do you think that so many churches and so many people are so disillusioned of something? That, that the apostles could do, but yet they feel that we're not supposed to? Well, I think, first and foremost, I think that with anything that we teach, you know, the foundation has to be in the Word of God. And the Bible says, in the mouth of two or three witnesses, let every word be established. And it's taking all the scriptures that have to do with the Holy Spirit, the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and why tongues, and putting them together to build a firm foundation of what God has to say on this subject. So I think what's happened is, what I've seen in my experience is that people have taken one or two scriptures out of context, and they say, well, it may have been for the early church, speaking in tongues, but it's not for me today. So what I think, what I think is really great about what you're doing with tonight's show is that you're taking a subject like this, and you want to present the full truth and the full counsel of what God has to say about this subject, and you want to just lay it out and make it really clear for people. So the Bible also says that my people perish for a lack of knowledge. So I think because people don't understand the, the necessity of speaking in tongues and don't understand why it is a gift from God and why we it's good to release this gift, is 
is because we just need more teaching on the subject. Well, and I, I definitely agree. I mean, for me, being just a regular Catholic, not and not saying anything wrong with being a Catholic, but I just was a Catholic, didn't even understand that that there were gifts from the Holy Spirit that you can actually operate in. But my father spoke in tongues, so I knew it was true. My father didn't ask for it, but he started to speak in the middle of the night in, while he was sleeping. And then it started to just kind of come out. But he was such a man of prayer. He was just praying and praying and praying and praying and praying. And the Holy Spirit just came upon him and gave him this spiritual language. So I knew it was true. And yeah, there are people who do understand that there are are people who pray in the Spirit and, and speak in tongues, but they don't believe it's for them. Why do you think that there are some people who think that other people will get it, but they are not getting it? Well, first of all, people think that the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking with other tongues has passed away with the early church. So they say, okay, well, it happened in the early church, but it's not, tongues is not for today. And the basic bottom truth, bottom line is, is that at the birth of the church age, uh, the Holy Spirit was manifested and given, and the evidence of his manifestation was that the apostles all began to speak with tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And the early, and we are still in the church age. We are still in the age of the church. So for people to think that tongues has passed away is not really true, because we are still in the church age, and there's not an amen at the, at the end of the book of Acts. It's, it's you know, the church age is still going on today, and so the Holy Spirit is still alive and active and relevant, and tongues is still relevant for today. And another reason why people don't always think that tongues is for them is because there's a scripture in the book of Corinthians that talks about the nine gifts of the Spirit, the manifestations of the nine gifts of the Spirit. And what one of, one of those gifts of the Spirit is speaking in tongues, and the second one is and the interpretation of tongues, and the Scripture says, do all have tongues? Do all speak with tongues? And so people take that Scripture, and they say, well, then that gift must not be for me. And so therefore what happens is, is they, they mix up one of the nine gifts of the Spirit with the tongues that is given to every believer spoken of in Mark chapter 16 that says, these signs will follow them that believe they'll speak with new tongues. So two things. Number one, they think tongues has passed away and was only for the early church, whereas we are still in the church age. And number two, the misconception is that people think that it's not their gift, whereas the Bible says that these signs will follow them that believe they will speak with new tongues. Now, there's another question that people have. They think that tongues is a made-up language. But if you actually go to the book of Acts when they were all speaking, people were questioning, aren't these men from, you know, aren't they from Galilee? But yet they're speaking in this other tongue from another place that they recognized. And so the languages that the apostles were speaking at Pentecost were were very recognizable and they were they were very understood. They were understood by the people who were witnessing it. 
So is that something, the people who do pray in tongues, are they actually speaking a made-up language or are they speaking an actual language that at one point might have even just existed? Well, you're speaking of Acts chapter 2 that says that when the Holy Spirit was poured out, the Bible says that they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and they began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. And then if you go down, I think it's verse 8, it says that they, the people heard them magnifying God, and some of them even in their own language. So tongues, the manifestation of tongues, is what I, is a language of the Spirit. And I have a definition of, I think, what, 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 what sounds is, is a really good definition. But before I give that definition, but there are times when I have heard of people who were speaking in tongues under the utterance of the Holy Spirit, meaning they were being moved by the Holy Spirit, and there have been times where I've heard that people actually understood them, mm-hmm. especially when they go to, like, a foreign country or a foreign land. People actually understand them. The person speaking in that language doesn't understand them, but the people hearing it. And that's not always the case. That is actually normally not something that you hear of often, but is it does happen. Well, it was actually um, written in a book that I read, actually by Kate uh, Byer DeGraw, when she actually went to another country with her with her um, her uh, former husband who passed away. He actually prayed and asked the Holy Spirit to send them some place where he would actually hear somebody from a foreign country speaking tongues in English, and he got that. So he actually <laughs> he actually met somebody who was speaking. And, and their tongues was English. So he was able to understand because I guess he was still kind of trying to say, is this true? And so so that uh, there are. And then I heard somebody else who from Poland spoke in English that recorded. So and it was interesting because she kept repeating similar words. She kept repeating the same words. And, and I want to talk about that. But, but continue what you were going to say. Right. I mean, it does happen. There are times when people, and I've had it happen to me, where I was speaking in tongues and praying over someone, and when I was finished praying over them, they said, do you, do you know what you said? And I said, no, I don't know what I said. And they said, and then they would tell me, you were speaking in, in such and such a language, and this is what you were saying. So this is the way I look at it. All things are possible with God, Mm, mm -hmm. and God is a supernatural God. Mm -hmm. And the Bible says, though I speak with the tongues of men and angels. Mm -hmm. So when we release our prayer language, we can unconsciously, not out of our mind, but out of our spirit, speak in a language. And sometimes it is a language, not just from heaven, but it's a language that is known by the hearer. And the Bible also says that, um, that tongues are given for a sign assigned to the unbeliever. So we just, you know, bottom line, and now I know you know this, Lisa, because this is how you operate. You just can't put God in a box. Right. <laughs> no. If God has a message he wants to get to somebody, mm-hmm. he's going to get his message to that person. If he has to just rise up within someone who's releasing their prayer language and say something to them in their known tongue and give them a message, he's going to do it. And I've heard of him doing that. So Absolutely. But I have a definition of tongues if you want me to share it Absolutely. with Absolutely. This is one of the best definitions I've ever heard of tongues, and I, I don't know where I got it, but this is, this is what I thought was a really good definition. Speaking in tongues is a supernatural utterance given by the Holy Spirit in a language 
never learned by the person speaking. The language is not understood in the mind of the speaker and is not usually understood by those who hear it. It is the Holy Spirit that gives this expression through you. Interesting. That's great. I love so that. So I thought that was really good. I, I think, think that's, that's a awesome. great way to describe speaking in tongues. Well, the other thing that I've I've tried to explain to people cuz you know, some people are like, "Well, I think I have the gift, but it it just doesn't seem to flow and I'm I feel like I'm just repeating the same thing." So that's like, I, and I think that's when people start to question, ooh, do I really have this? Is this really from God? Because I feel like I'm kind of repeating the same thing. And what the Holy Spirit showed me is just like a baby, when a baby first starts to speak, the first words that they say are like dada, then they get mama, then they get cookie, then they get cup. And as they start to learn different words, they start to put it into their vocabulary, much in the same way the Lord gives us utterance in the Holy Spirit, where the Holy Spirit will start off with just a few words that we'll just continue to repeat, and then he'll start throwing new words in to add to your vocabulary. So, Right. I mean, when, when, I, when I have the way, I, I hear you, and I, I, I agree with you. When people are initially, back, first of all, this is a question that I've had asked a lot too. Is that can I can I be born again and not have my prayer language or speaking in tongues? Well, the answer actually yes, a person can be born again, but they may have not released their prayer language. It has nothing to do with salvation. Right. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just an outward expression of what's happened on the inside. So a person that's born again. They have the Holy Spirit already on the inside of them, okay? Mm -hmm. But the baptism of the Holy Spirit is just another level of being immersed in God. Mm. Um, so what happens a lot of times, and this is what happened to me, I was like you, I, was, I loved God my whole life. I was raised in a Catholic church. I had the altars in my bedroom. I prayed a lot. I loved God. Um, I was born again. But I knew that there was something more, mm -hmm. and I was searching for that, which I, I didn't know what I was searching for. I just knew that I loved God, I was born again, and I just felt in my heart there is something more. And that's where God led me to this church where they were called, in those days, charismatic. Mm -hmm. And in this church, I went to this church, and I heard everyone, like, worshiping in this beautiful heavenly language, and it almost sounded like a symphony, like... After they sang the song in English, whatever song they were singing in, then the instruments would just play, and then people would just start lifting up their voices, and they'd start to sing in a language I had never heard before. But something on the inside of me said, this is right, this is God, and this is love, because God is love. This feels right, and something inside of me said, it was my own heart, my conscience, I want this. And so after the service, I went up to some of the leaders and I said, well, I would like to receive what you have. And they explained to me, well, this is what's called the baptism of the Holy Spirit with evidence of speaking in tongues. And just like in the book of Acts, they laid hands on me and they didn't give me any instruction, which I always encourage people to give people instruction, but they didn't give me any instruction and they laid hands on me. And Lisa, I felt like something, someone because the Holy Spirit is not an it, he is a person. 
someone or something on the inside of me was rising up, and I felt the bigness of this presence, and something on the inside of me wanted to give expression. And for me, I don't know how it happened for you, but for me, I just wanted to say something to God really big because it was beyond English. It was beyond any word I had in English. And I just found myself saying, oh, God, you're just so outrageous. (laughs) But I knew that wasn't it. Mm -hmm. But that was the biggest word I could think of in English that described God. And so what am I saying? What I'm saying is that 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 moment I didn't release my prayer language. Something had happened. Didn't know what happened. Something was rising up, but I didn't release it. So when I got in my car, I was by myself. I just said, you know what, I'm just going to release whatever I have in my heart. And I just began to speak in tongues, just begin to pray in the Holy Ghost, and just begin to say, I started out really, really, really small, like with a few words. And as I continued to pray in the Spirit, my language just developed. So it's really good, like, if people only have a few words, that if they just keep releasing their language... Eventually, they'll just get more and more and more and more. You know, John seven thirty eight says, Out of your innermost being flows rivers of living water. And the Scripture goes on to say, And this spake he of the Holy Spirit who was not yet given. This was when Jesus was walking the earth in his earthly ministry. So what happens with people is they'll get a few words, like you were saying, but as they continue to pray in the Spirit and continue to yield to the Holy Spirit and continue to allow, just, you know, freely allow those words to flow forth out of their mouth, then they just get more and more of a language. And then eventually, after a while, their language can change. And I've seen that happen over and over and over again. Yeah, that's happened to me. I've actually, sometimes if I'm, if I'm praying and there are a bunch of people who are, are praying in, the, in different tongues, sometimes I'll pick up one of their tongues. <laughs> which is yeah. very bizarre because you start to sometimes what you're doing is you're praying in agreement with that person. And so that's why I feel that I'm, I'm picking up their tongue because there was one time I was speaking and I guess the person who was praying had almost like a fr- it sounded French to me. And the next thing you know, I started to sound like her. So, you know, the Holy spirit will always give the utterance. And I love that it changes because, it then, changes. because then, you know, it's not you. It, it's, it's very funny because there are some people, um, TD Jakes, for example, you know, shaka baba, you know, and, and Heidi Baker, shaka baba, they all say like very similar things. One word of the Holy spirit. And it's an excitement. And it's something. In, and I, I always feel just like you said, you know, if you could express, if you could think of so many words to mm-hmm. express how much you love God or how awesome God is, you, you kind of run out of words. All of a sudden, you, you, you start repeating the same words. But see, it says that it, you actually, when you're praying in the Spirit, it's actually because it says that sometimes that the Holy Spirit gives, gives groans and utterance. And it's almost like from your heart. It's almost like a heart cry. And it's like you're just able to express what your heart is feeling for God. And, it, and right. it's like so, it's beautiful. And it does. It sounds, it sounds like um, music. Because it's, it flows and it's just, and it's beautiful. But, but the most important thing is what happens to you on the inside because right. it builds you up. So can you kind of talk about that? Because it says, you know, Paul says that I pray in the spirit because it edifies my spirit. 
So could you kind of explain that verse that because he wanted to show that he was building himself up spiritually, because there are some battles that you can, if it's a spiritual battle, you can't, you can't fight it in an earthly world. You have to fight it in spirit. And, and so the only way to fight it in spirit is, is to fight it in tongues. So can you kind of explain those two things? Well, first of all, the Bible says, when I pray in an, in an unknown tongue, my spirit prays. The Amplified says, by the Holy Spirit within me. So it's our spirit. See, we are a spirit. We're all spirits. Like, this is what I think of, and it's, this may sound, you know, I don't know, not dark, but it's the reality. Every time I go to a funeral, I say to myself, that is not the real person right. laying in that casket. Of course. They have left their body. They have left the building. Yeah. Okay? Mm-hmm. So we are a spirit. We have a soul, and we live in the body. So when we get born again, the Holy Spirit comes, and He lives on the inside of us. And the baptism of the Holy Spirit is a release of the fullness of the Holy Spirit on the outward. So when we pray in tongues, it's our spirit, our human spirit, but it's connected and with and by the Holy Spirit that prays through us. And so what I like to tell people, when, especially when we're ministering the baptism of the Holy Spirit to people and they don't understand, I like to tell people, they, they think that the Holy Spirit's going to come on them and make them say or do something they don't want to say or do. But the reality of it is, is we have to yield to Him. We have to give Him expression. We have to allow Him to rise up and flow up out of us. But it's not just the Holy Spirit that's going to do, do it. We have to yield to the Holy Spirit. So it's our spirit by the Holy Spirit. Well, how do you yield to the Holy Spirit? This is what I tell people. You ask to be filled with the Holy Spirit, He's going to come upon you, He's going to rise up inside you, but you have to give voice to what you have on the inside of you. You have to give expression to what is in your heart. It's not going to be English, not going to be French, not going to be Spanish, or your known language, or wherever the listeners are from. It's going to be the language of heaven, and that's where faith comes in, because faith has to step out and pray in a language you never learned. Tongues is a language a person has never learned. They've never learned it. It's coming from your spirit by the Holy Spirit. So what I tell people is just step out in faith and begin to give voice to what you have in your heart. You form the words. In a sense, you make up the language. Okay, so when people begin to do that, that's when that river begins to flow up out of them, and then as they continue to yield, it just becomes like a gusher. Now, in answer to your question, you know, the Apostle Paul says that he spoke in tongues often. I don't know where the scripture is, but the Bible says, I think it's 1 Corinthians 14, 18, he said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. Mm-hmm. So the Apostle Paul practiced speaking in tongues, and there was a reason for it. And one of the reasons is because when a person, the Bible says, when a person prays in an unknown tongue, he edifies himself. 1 Corinthians 14, 4, he edifies himself. I'm going to repeat that. Mm -hmm. When a person prays in an unknown tongue, he edifies himself. So what does edify mean? Can you just kind of explain that? That word edify means to build yourself up 
to charge yourself up like a battery. Like, for example, before you called me tonight, my phone, my phone battery was on like 19%. So what I did was I took out my charger, I plugged, I, I made preparation, I plugged it into the wall, and I, and I, char, I, I allowed my phone to charge for about 35 minutes. By the time you called me, my phone was charged up to about 69%. Now, how did that happen? It happened because I plugged my phone in to the power source. I edified the battery. I charged it up. And the same thing happens, Lisa, when we pray in tongues. Mm. When a person prays in an unknown tongue, he charges himself up. What is he charging? His physical body? No. Is he charging his intellect? No. He's charging his spirit. He's charging his inner man. The Bible talks about the hidden man of the heart. And when a person prays in tongues, you're charging your spirit up. You're charging your inner man. And it's such a necessity in the times and the seasons that we live in. It's so important that we, we, we're able to overcome temptation and overcome all the temptations and the trials that are in this world, like you were saying about warfare. There's so much warfare. Mm. So when we pray in tongues, it causes our inner man to gain the ascendancy over all the circumstances of this earth. I'm not saying we shouldn't, you know, you know, read our Bible or speak the Word or pray prayers. We do need to do that. But speaking in tongues is a very powerful weapon and tool that God has given us for the times that we live in, not just for the early church, but for the times that we live in today. Well, in Ephesians, it talks about after you put on the full armor of God, it says pray in the Spirit at all times. And John Paul Jackson, he once did this entire, he did a teaching about the importance of praying in the Spirit. What he said is that we are, like you just said, we are body, soul, and spirit, but our spirit is only a certain size. As we pray in the spirit, our spirit gets edified or builds up. So it's like kind of going to the gym and starting to work on muscles. And he says, and as your spirit man starts to grow, now the Holy Spirit becomes bigger inside you. So he says, as you continue to pray in the spirit, you're building up your spirit, increasing your spirit so that the Holy Spirit can become bigger. And the bigger the Holy Spirit, the more signs, wonders, and miracles will follow. And I thought... Well, I am just going to keep praying in spirit <laughs> because right. that's that's the whole thing is that we want, you know, we want God to to fill us completely. How awesome is it that if we continue to pray in an unknown tongue, if we pray in tongues and we just and what we're doing is glorifying God. We're and and there are times too that our our prayer language as we spoke about earlier, it changes and sometimes we're actually fighting and we're we're telling demons to, you know, to, to loose things and we're calling angels to come and assist. And, but more importantly, when you pray in the spirit and you pray for other people, you pray the perfect prayer because the Holy Spirit knows exactly what to pray for. And I know how strong you are in intercessory prayer. So especially with that movie War Room that came out, that was such a, um, a, a clarion call for intercessors to step up into prayer. So I think especially people who pray and are inter- called to pray and are intercessors absolutely have to have their spiritual language. Absolutely. It's so important, Lisa, because, you know, 
we we can have the Word of God, and we can pray the Word of God, and we can take scriptures out, and we could pray what the Bible says, and the effectual fervent prayer of a righteous man avails much. Praying the Word of God works. God hastens His Word to perform it, doesn't return void. But what do we do, Lisa, when we run out of what we know to pray about? That's right. You know, and, and that's why I believe the Apostle Paul said, I thank my God I speak in tongues more than you all. He tapped into the power of prayer. It wasn't just the Word of God that he prayed. And you know all those scriptures. The Bible speaks of the Ephesians prayer, the book in the Ephesians 1, Ephesians 3. And he, he, he had a lot of prayers that he prayed over us. He prayed in the Church of Colossae. There was prayers he prayed there, and he taught us to pray those same prayers. But what do we do when we run out of things to, to pray according to the Word of God? That's where our prayer language comes in. We pray in the Spirit. We pray in, and some people also call it, pray in the Holy Ghost. When we don't know what to pray, that's why the Bible says in Romans 8, 26 through 28 or 9, it says, you know, that the Holy Spirit helps us when we don't know how to pray. How do we pray? We pray in the Spirit with, at times, deep yearnings and groanings that cannot be uttered in articulate speech or our regular kind of speech. It's the language of heaven. So when we're praying in tongues, we're praying according to the will and the purpose and the mind of God. It bypasses our intellect, bypasses our thought, and even bypasses our will. You know, sometimes we pray, especially for our kids, all right, we, we, all right, we want to pray that we want our kids to blah, 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 blah. And we want our wills to be involved a little bit here, a little bit there. Right, right. But, you know, but when we pray the Word of God over our kids or over our family or over a situation, after we've prayed everything we know to pray in English, and we start praying in the Holy Ghost, our will has nothing to do with it. That's right. The only will that is involved is the will of God. And what I love is, that the scripture says is when you pray in the Spirit, Romans 8, I want to encourage the listeners to, to search these things out in their Bibles and find out if what these things are really in the, in the Bible. Romans 8, 26 through 29. When we pray in the Spirit, Romans 8, 26 through 29. When we pray in the Spirit, we pray according to the will of God. And the scripture goes on to say, and then all things work together for the good to them that love God and are called according to the purpose. But then you go into 1 John 5, and it says, and then this is the confidence that we have in Him. If we ask anything, and I know you, Lisa, you know the Scripture, mm -hmm. if we ask anything according to His what? His will, we know He hears us. And if we know He hears us, we know we have the petition we desired of him. What is that saying to you and I? What that's saying is when we pray the word, we're praying the will of God. Yes. When we pray in the spirit, we're praying the will of God. And we can have just as much confidence in praying in the spirit as we do uh, in praying the Word of God. And this is what I love about praying in the Holy Ghost. Well, I think also when you pray in the spirit, you're getting strategies. 
because totally. it, and and that's see I I started out in an intercessory prayer when I got filled I got filled I went to a meeting I got baptized in the Holy Spirit because God called me out because they they did an altar call which I've never ever heard of in my life if you don't have the gift of speaking in tongues raise your hand and I I could just I just heard the Lord go well <laughs> and, and that was it and and so I went up she she said okay. Now I want you guys to start talking. So we started to talk and I'm like listening to the people to the left of me and to the right of me. And I'm like, and I'm like, I don't know what to say, but I'm trying. And she came over and she touched me and she started shaking. My, my head started to move up and down. She's like, yep, yep. There it is. There it is. And then she, she walked away. And as she walked away, I realized that my mouth was going a million, a million miles an hour. It was like so fast that I was like, holy moly, that's not me (laughs) because it caught me off guard because I didn't even feel my lips moving. That's how quickly it just came upon me. And it it just completely changed my life. I went from just sort of kind of understanding God to completely entrenched in in his glory, in his presence, in his will. But the intercessory prayer part of it, I've, I've actually prayed in the spirit and I have seen people wake up from comas, two of them, in the spirit. I believe it. And that to me, that that is that is effective prayer. That's very effective prayer. It's effective prayer. The Bible says when a person prays in an unknown tongue, he prays not unto men, but unto God. Howbeit in the spirit or praying in tongues, he speaks mysteries. And the scripture says, God understands you. And that's, and the, that's the beauty. That That is he the beauty. And he yep. answers those prayers. But he's also, like I said, you know, he's giving you strategy. So as you're praying in the spirit, you're praying in spirit and you're praying for a person, you know, and the Holy Spirit starts to show you how to pray, what to pray for. Then you start to see the result. See, right. that's the difference because... With, with the limited intellect that we have, because God knows everything and we know, compared to God, we know nothing. <laughs> there are some people who know some far more than me, but I'm just saying that for what God knows, I know nothing. So if he is giving me strategies to help, heck yeah, I'm taking those. Like it just right. makes, to me, it makes sense. And like, you know, in the movie, The War Room, you know, there was lots and lots of declarations, which are great. But see, right. there were also times in that movie that they didn't show, which I really wish because you knew they both were praying in the spirit. You just knew it, especially the older woman. Like you just knew that that woman sat in that prayer chair and prayed in the Holy Ghost, Definitely. <laughs> you know, because she she had it like she had strategies and she knew exactly how to pray. And that's. That's the key for this for mm-hmm. for the things that are going on. You want to defeat ISIS? Mm-hmm. Pray in the Holy Ghost, and let's all start right. praying in the Holy Ghost, and let's start right. asking the Lord for strategies. Right. Because they're not coming down by man, but they will come down by spirit, which I believe they're right. coming down. Because praying in the spirit goes beyond the realm of the natural and penetrates the realm of the spirit, and it affects things in the spirit. It affects things in the spirit. Our spirit, by the Holy Spirit within us, is praying. We're praying out the mind, the will, and the purpose of God, 
It's going into the realm of the spirit. You and I and, and believers, not all of us, can see exactly what's happening, but it's changing the atmosphere. It's pulling down strongholds. These kind of prayers are being answered by God. The Bible says the angels hearken to the voice of the Word. I believe that when we pray in tongues, angels angels are dispatched. Things are happening. We just don't see it with our natural mind. And that's what I see in, in my travels uh, with people that, especially in the church world, that we need to really encourage people to do more praying in the Holy Ghost. Absolutely. Absolutely. More praying in the Holy Ghost, because we will get more strategies. We will get a lot more done. We, it, it just, it's just the secret, like God's secret weapon. Well, you know what's interesting? You know how they always say that Satan counterfeits everything that God does? Well, Satan and Satanists, okay, have a spiritual tongue language. So you mean to tell me that Satan's going to waste his time giving his Satanist a, a, you know, a supernatural language of tongues for them to, <laughs> do you know what I mean? Like if it wasn't so important, why would he even waste his time? Right, because the devil counterfeits everything. That's everything. Why when, I was, when I went to Guatemala, I taught um, in a, at a service in a church in there. I talked, actually talked about the baptism of the Holy Spirit. And, you know, and this Holy Spirit just kept having me hammer on one specific thing for about four to five minutes of my message, making sure that when people, when, when you minister the baptism of the Holy Spirit, always make sure a person's born again. Mm. And the Holy Spirit is on the inside of them because the Holy the devil the devil can counterfeit anything God has. Mm-hmm. But even and, and and in these other countries there is what's you know I don't want to get into the negative right. but of course. we got to say it there is a, a counterfeit of the true pure language. Absolutely, God talked about I'm going to restore to them a pure language. There is the pure language. The baptism of the Holy Spirit was speaking in tongues, but there is a counterfeit. So that means know, that it's and, important. Because he wouldn't yeah, oh, counterfeit absolutely. something that's not important. I actually, right. I actually ministered to a woman who actually, as an infant, she was she was offered up to Satan, and she was supposed to be groomed to be one of his brides. This is who she was. So when I went to go and minister to her, and she was sick, we were we were trying to minister to her, and I was talking to her about praying in the spirit, and she wanted nothing to do with it. And I said, "But you have a spiritual language." She goes, "Yes, but it's satanic, and I don't want anything to do with it." So as as I started, we were ministering, and nothing's getting through, nothing's getting through, and then the Lord said to me, He said, "Lisa." You tell her that she keeps expecting it to be different. But what she's forgetting is that Satan copies and counterfeits what I do. It's a counterfeit of my real of my real gifts. When I said that to her, Margie, her eyes popped open and she just like she got it. And I said, got it. she totally got it. And I said to her, I said, the Lord is going to give you a new language. And I, and I found out like a couple days later, she got a new spiritual language, nothing like her old language, but it was a new language from the Lord that had, it didn't have any, yep. Through the Holy spirit that had nothing, no similarities to what she said, but she got it. She totally got right. it. And, and I was thinking about, because you've spoken about John Ramirez, right? Isn't that right. his name? And you actually talked, and this this was like such an aha moment when, yeah. when you said, well, actually, why don't you tell, uh, tell them what, what he well, said? 
the thing that blew me away because I'm always I've been teaching on prayer for thirty something years. You know, you all, there's always levels of knowledge of, of prayer and God and all the things that we're learning and teaching. And and I I just listened to John Ramirez and he was a former Satanist high priest and he said he would pray in what he called demonic tongues into the night and into the morning for hours. And I just was like, really? But talk about talk about what he said, what he said about the places he couldn't touch. He said he couldn't he could not touch neighborhoods and people and families who were born again Christians and who were praying. He had no power. Mm-hmm. Couldn't influence them. Couldn't kill them. Couldn't infiltrate. He said there was it was it was just a dead end. He couldn't do anything about it. Why? Because the Bible says again. We go back to the Bible. Greater is he that is in us than he that's in the world. We that's don't right. have to be afraid of the, of the devil. Mm-hmm. The greater one is in us. And that's why when we pray in the Spirit, our prayers in the Spirit overcome the warfare and the wicked one. Overcome him. Overcome him. That's why it's very important to stir this gift up. It's very important for a believer to be baptized in the Holy Spirit and speak with other tongues. It's very important. This is the thing I was also thinking about. I don't know if I shared this with you, but I was thinking about how many times did Jesus refer to the Holy Spirit in his earthly ministry? He talked about the Holy Spirit over and over and over. He told his disciples, don't be afraid. I'm sending another comforter. Mm-hmm. When the Spirit of truth has come, he'll, he'll be your paracletos. He went on and on and on about the Holy Spirit and his ministry. The last thing he said to his disciples was, Wait here, right here in Jerusalem, till you be endued with power from on high. You're going to receive power when the Holy Spirit has come upon you, right? And that's the dunamis. That's the that's dunamis, dunamis. The Greek, the Greek word for power. The dunamis. Dunamis. So he talked about the Holy Spirit. He talked about his person. He talked about his work. He talked about everything he was going to do. Then the last thing he said to them was, "Don't do anything till the Holy Spirit comes." And you know it, he was poured out at the birth of the church age. And the very first thing, Lisa, that happened when the Holy Spirit was poured out, besides the fact that he appeared as cloven tongues, like as a fire sat upon him, you know, the wind came, there was a, a presence that came in the room. But the very first manifestation of the outpour of the Holy Spirit was in verse 4 of Acts chapter 2. They all began to speak with other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. They received the power from on high to be witnesses. They received the power that they needed to overcome the times that they were in. They received the power to to, to, to walk in boldness against the persecution. They received everything that they needed through the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Well, now let me ask you a question, because sometimes it says, somebody said to me, they said, well, if you don't know what you're saying, what, what, what's important about it? And I said, well, you know, sometimes you don't need to know what, what God's trying to do, because if you knew, you'd probably be afraid. <laughs> That's number one. I said, but number two, you can ask the Lord for understanding. You can ask for understanding because it says you get not because you ask not. So there are, there are, there is something that God says that he can give you the understanding. It's not going to be a, a interpretation, but it is going to be a translation that you're going to be able to get the gist of what God is trying to do. 
Well, when a person prays, you know, again, it's back to 1 Corinthians 14, 14. And if I pray in a tongue, my spirit prays, but my understanding is unfruitful. And what I like to tell people is, listen, again, you're a spirit. You are a spirit. You're praying out of your heart. And you're even praying out of your destiny. Destiny is written in our hearts. The plan of God is in our hearts. Before we were ever formed in our mother's womb, God had a purpose and a plan for each and every one of us. And that purpose and that plan is written in our hearts. So when we begin to yield to the Holy Spirit and we begin to pray in tongues, we're praying out, we're praying the plan and the purpose of God for our lives. This is why I tell my kids, ever since they were three or four years old, they've been filled with the Holy Spirit since they were three or four years old. And I tell my kids when they were in junior high and then high school and college, they say, pray in tongues as much as you can. But, Mommy, I don't understand why I need to do that. I said, you know, as a mom, you go, just trust me. (laughs) (laughs) Just do it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Mm -hmm. But as they got older, they wanted answers. But when we pray in tongues, We're praying out of our, by the Spirit, we're praying for our destiny. We're praying about the calling upon our lives. We're praying about things that are yet unknown or have not yet been birthed. Like, I was thinking about this today. I was thinking today, like, my daughter's been home for, like, a few months, and she needed some surgery, and I normally spend a lot of time with God. And it's at this, at this moment in, in my, 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 my walk with God the last few months, I haven't had my time with God. When I say time with God, everybody has different measures. Mm-hmm. But I was thinking, you know what? But for two years, I had times where I'd be away in Florida, and I'd spend two weeks with God praying in the Holy Ghost, mm-hmm. or a week with God, or three days with God. And I didn't know, Lisa, what to pray about. I didn't know what the future held. I didn't know what God was going to do. So I'd pray everything I knew to pray in English, and then I'd just start praying in tongues, praying out the will of God. And then you know what the beauty of it is? Then as, as you just continue to live your life, things begin to open. Things begin to work out for your good. You meet the right person. I believe you and I met because it was because of divine providence. I do too. Yes, very much so. It was so. because prayer went out. Prayer yep. opens up the door for God to work. Prayer went out, praying in the Spirit. We didn't know each other, but the Holy Spirit knows. Mm -hmm. And it was like pieces of a puzzle coming together. And to form that picture, we came together by divine appointment. But I believe we prayed that out years ago, maybe months ago, or whatever. We don't always have to know everything we're praying about. Well, you know... That's where faith comes in. We have to just trust God. The the interesting thing is, once I got my spiritual language, it, it, to me, it... It was so much fun because I felt like I could finally converse with my father. That's what I felt like. And the, and I've met people who said, I've been praying for my language, but I, I guess God doesn't want to give it to me. And all oh, that just grieves me so much because he's such a good father. He's not going to hold back a gift. Why would he give it to me and not give it to you? That's not the father. So there's, there's different reasons that some people don't get their spiritual language. And I truly believe it has to do from a place of surrender. I believe that you, just like, you know, psychics have to ask 
like a spirit. They have to invite a spirit to come inside of them. And that's, and that's how they get their knowledge. And it's a, it's a demonic way. But see, the Holy Spirit comes through us, through Jesus Christ. But we also have to ask, like he's, he's a gentleman. He's never going to jump on top of us and start speaking out of our mouth. No. You know? Well, you know what the scripture that's coming to my mind is from Luke 11, 9 through 13. You're saying the Father wants to give mm-hmm. every one of us this heavenly language. It says here, so I say to you, ask, and it will be given. Now, this is Jesus talking. Mm-hmm. Seek, and you will find. I mean, I believe that there's people listening to us that are seeking. Yep. And, and this is what Jesus is saying. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it will be open for everyone, not just one person or two people or somebody, quote, special. Everyone who asks, receives. He who seeks, finds. To him who knocks, it will be open. Now, here he, Jesus is now he's going to highlight the Holy Spirit. If a son asks for bread from any father among him, will he give him a stone? Right? Mm-hmm. If he asks for a fish, will he give him a serpent instead of a fish? If he asks for an egg, will he offer him a scorpion? If you then, being evil, or the scripture translated more effectively so people can understand, he's saying if you then, being evil or being natural parents, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more will your Heavenly Father give what? The Holy Spirit to them that ask Him. And the beauty of the Scripture is, is when, when Jesus was telling us that he'll, he'll give, the Father will give us the Holy Spirit when we ask Him, He's also saying, listen, when you ask for the baptism of the Holy Spirit and you're a born-again Christian, you're not getting a serpent, you're not getting a scorpion, you're not getting the wrong spirit, so you don't have to be afraid. And that's... If you ask your Father to baptize you in the Holy Spirit, He will give you exactly what you ask for, the Holy Spirit. And, the, the and inter- as we yield to Him... We will release our prayer language. Like you said, surrender. I just yield. We'll release our prayer language and speak in other tongues. The interesting thing is there have been people that I have prayed for to receive their spiritual language. And as they started to receive it, after they received it, they look at me and they said, (laughs) oh, my gosh. They said, I've been saying this during my prayer time, but I got scared. I didn't know what it was. Yeah. That, that, to me, is just that this is not being taught properly. Right. No. Because if, it is not. if the Holy Spirit is coming upon people while they're just right. in prayer, because they're probably asking more, I want more of you, Lord, I want more of you. And all of a yep. sudden, they're starting to, to utter in these things. And then all of a sudden, they're like, what was that? And they get scared and freaked out. But, but that has happened. That has happened to, to more than one person that I've prayed for. And they're like, I said those things when I was in my prayer time. I just didn't yep. know that it was my, I didn't know I was speaking in tongues. Yeah. It's interesting you say that because I had this, um, this friend of mine who, uh, who we were, we, I, my, you know, we were all mom friends. Mm-hmm. And, and um, she was, we were friends for years. And we did Girl Scouts together, brownies together, cookies together, all these things. And I found out recently that she was baptized in the Holy Spirit, and she spoke in tongues, Lisa, and didn't know what it was. Oh, wow. And I'm sitting here going, oh, my God. Mm. She said she never told anyone. She was afraid to tell anyone. Mm -hmm. Because they think it's demonic. Because they don't know, because they don't know. They think it's like the devil speaking through them. 
That's what yeah. they think. So they get scared. And and that's I think that's why I so wanted to do a show like this, just to really get get down, like ask these questions that no question is stupid. No question no. Is, is is silly and no question. You should never be embarrassed to ask things no. of the Lord, because listen, if they if somebody wants to write this book, I, I will go out and buy it. But if you can write a book called, um, you know, uh, operating in the Holy Spirit for dummies, I would so buy the book <laughs> because I as these things started to to happen to me, I didn't understand it. So the first time that. Marky and I met, which was in a Starbucks and, and, and I, <laughs> and she walked in and she's like, not knowing what she's getting into. And as we sat down, I was so excited to finally share all this stuff with her. And I'm like, and then this is happening. And then this is happening. And then this is happening. And she's just listening. And I, and, and I felt so bad for you because I'm thinking, oh my goodness gracious, <laughs> this is like a lot. But, but I was so hungry for answers. I was so hungry because just like so many other people, I was afraid to go to the church and ask mm-hmm. those questions because when I, I did go to one church person. And as as I started to share all this stuff, the Lord said to me, "Um, Lisa, he thinks you hear me audibly and you need to tell him that you don't. And (laughs) so I actually stopped and I said, "Um, when I say that I hear the Lord, it's not like I'm hearing you, you know, it's just like an inside voice. He goes, Oh, okay. I go, I I didn't want you to think that like I was hearing like the audible voice of God. And he's like, Oh yeah, I was. And I'm like, Oh, well, let's just, but, but if if the Holy Spirit didn't tell me that this, this man was not listening to me because he thought I was like having a nervous breakdown or something, but there are people who do hear the audible voice of God and they are not having a nervous breakdown. No. It's you know. the more it's the more authoritative voice of God. You hear it inside your spirit. Yes. Yes. And so, you know, there are all these different things that can happen where, you know, but I, I believe that everything gets activated from praying in the Holy Ghost. Because now it's you bring an example of like priming a well, right? Where you start right. to prime the well, and then what happens is it says out of the out of the body flows living uh, rivers of living water, right? And so the Holy Spirit starts to bubble up, bubbles up, and out comes the Holy Spirit, but the presence also comes yeah. with it. Yeah, Be, the atmosphere you know, changes. The presence, the presence of love. Like I think the very, and I know you will. The very first thing that I felt filled with the Holy Spirit was this. It was like liquid love was being poured all over me. Mm-hmm. And how many times have we heard they just you know, when they keep saying when that when those were being released, it's like liquid wells of love. Mm-hmm. And the presence of God is love, right? And that's that's the thing. In that love place is the is is the fullness, you know, and there's a weightiness to it. Sometimes, yeah. sometimes when the Holy Spirit comes and sits, you feel like you you gotta. I know, right? <laughs> you feel like you have um, like a an R like a jacket made like you know how when people go to the dentist and they have to take X rays of their teeth and they put that that lead jacket on you and that heaviness is on your chest. That's what it feels like. I guess that's the best way to, to describe it, but it mm-hmm. doesn't lift and it's not fearful, mm-hmm. but it just right. sits there. It, 
and it and and it just waits and it just waits for you to be yep. filled for you to be comforted because i think sometimes we we want to feel the presence of god just to know oh you're here with me yes yeah yep and so i believe that praying in the holy ghost and praying praying in tongues brings that manifestation much yep. quicker much quicker much quicker than than having to just pray in english because yep. quite honestly, I prayed a lot in English and quite honestly, I've never felt the Holy Spirit like come and sit on me where I can feel it so quickly praying in, in, in tongues. Yeah, it just, it releases the love of God on your life, the presence of God. Like it's just incredible. It's just an incredible, and the Holy Spirit loves us. You know, we mm-hmm. think of the Father loving us and Jesus loving us. Well, there's a scripture that says the love of the Spirit, He loves us. You know, and even true to your point, like you're taught, I don't know what triggered this in my heart, but, you know, people are hungry for the supernatural mm-hmm. and they're looking for the supernatural in all these different places. And we have the supernatural right here on the inside of us, those that are born again Christians. And tongue is a supernatural language given to us from God. It's the language of heaven. And it is supernatural and it opens up the door for more and more manifestations of all the other gifts to, to operate through it. It's just very exciting. Well, let Walking me... with God is exciting. Everything with God is exciting. I have more fun with God than I ever... Yep. Like, I have a lot of fun with God. <laughs> more fun yeah. than I ever thought I would ever have with, with the Father. But let me ask you a question, Margie. If, if you wanted to activate, if you wanted to activate your spirit, somebody's spiritual language. Can you actually pray for an activation for the listeners? I can, but what my uh, bottom line is I always make sure that people are born again. So then can so, we lead them into salvation? I always, even if people say to me, I'm saved, I go, well, I have to, I have my responsibility to make sure you're saved. I know you're saved, but I'm going to pray you, you're, I'm going to lead you into prayer for salvation. Okay. But yeah, you can activate, definitely. We, people can follow a prayer if that's what you want to do, and then pray a prayer to release their prayer language, and then that, that can definitely happen right where they're sitting, wherever they are. Holy Spirit is there wherever they are. Well, that I, I kind of feel like there might be some, some listeners who want to do this. So why don't we first say a prayer of salvation? So if you haven't already made Jesus the Lord of your life, we're, we're going to give you an opportunity. If you already have made Jesus the Lord of your life, you can just say it again because it never hurts and it actually makes you all excited because you're already there. <laughs> and then afterwards, <laughs> and then afterwards, what we'll do is uh, Margie's going to pray and we're going to believe that somebody is going to start speaking in their natural language because I think that that it's, it's, it's not an easy thing to sometimes get to. Like there are, there are certain, like Margie, when she goes out and she ministers at different churches, she always gives that altar call. That was the altar call that I got. If you don't have the gift of speaking in tongues, you know, raise your hand and then come up, come on up and we're going to get you activated. And there are people who I have spoken to on a personal level and I've, and I've activated them by the laying on of hands. But I also believe that, that God doesn't, you don't actually have to touch somebody to see healing. No. 
And I, and I don't believe you have to touch somebody to, to have deliverance. I believe that it's a spiritual thing. And so I also believe that if, if this is something that you're interested in doing, if you just repeat um, after Margie leads you through um, the, the prayer of salvation, and if you just, you know, listen to what she says about how uh, to activate your, your spiritual language, I believe that there are going to be people who are going to be speaking in tongues. So, Absolutely. so let's go ahead and, and we're going to, this is actually a first because we usually, I've never actually done a prayer of salvation before. So this is, a, mm-hmm. this is first, but I think this is beautiful. I think this is necessary. Mm-hmm. So, all right, the floor is yours. Okay. So just, if you're listening today, I just want you to repeat this after me. Say Heavenly Father. Heavenly Father. I come before you. I come before you. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. I believe. I believe that Jesus Christ. That Jesus Christ is the Son of God. Is the Son of God. I believe He died. I believe He died. And has risen from the dead. And has risen from the dead. And is alive forevermore. And is alive forevermore. Jesus, come into my heart. Jesus, come into my heart. And be the Lord of my life. And be the Lord of my life. Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. You are. You are. My Lord. My Lord. Now, Jesus. Now, Jesus. I am asking you. I am asking you. To baptize me. To baptize me. In the Holy Spirit. In the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, come upon me. Holy Spirit, rise up inside me. Holy Spirit, rise up inside me. And I will. And I will. I will. I will. Begin to speak with other tongues. Begin to speak with other tongues. As you give me utterance. As you give me utterance. Okay, now speak. Thank you, Jesus. Now, I'm just going to say, practice. Just continue speaking. It's going to bubble up. It's and it's going to change. It's going to change your prayer life. It's going to cha- it's going to change how your relationship with God. It's going to change everything. You can't go back once you get baptized in the Holy Spirit. You just you just can't go back to same old same old. You just want more. And you just fall deeper and deeper in love with your father. And you start to understand the reason that you love him so much is because the spirit, his spirit that is living inside you is just filling you with joy. So I just, Margie, I just think that what we did and, and just that the Holy Spirit just really is, um, I felt the Holy Spirit bubbling up, by the way, when you were praying. Yeah. You know, and I just believe that, um, that there are some people who really, you know, today was a day that they decided that they wanted the Holy Spirit to, to start to give them their spiritual language. So if you're interested in finding out more about Margie, you can go to riverministries.org. And you can actually go to uh, Margie Florent TV on YouTube, and you can actually watch all her videos. She ha- from Necessary Truths and and Challenging Times. She has the necessities of speaking in tongues. 
You also have one about spiritual warfare. You have one about the heart of the Father. The, there's such great teaching um, videos to, to really help to in, encourage you to get to, into a deeper intimacy with the Father. Yeah. So, Margie, what? Exciting. <laughs> so, can you just talk a little bit about um, you? You also have uh, Kingdom Intercessors uh, United, which is called KIU for short, because I have been posting on my Touch by Prayer Facebook page and also on my personal page. I've been posting. You had twenty-one days of uh, prayer, of secret prayer. Can you just tell me how that? Because um, you finished the twenty-one days. Can you just share how that has? How, it, how it's impacted people that, that participated in it? Oh, uh, the, the 21 of It's Time for Secret Prayer. Basically, we just, I just did a taping of my walk and my journey with God for 21 days. It was actually released right after War Room, which is the beauty of the Holy Spirit and how he, he works with his timing. But it just impacted people because people just need to be taught practically how to pray. Mm. Find a quiet place you know, buy a journal. And I just took them through different stages of developing intimacy with God because people don't always know how to begin. That's right. They don't. They just don't know how to begin, you know, and just took them through my journey and the, just the different things that God said to me in my time in secret prayer. But the one thing I just want to say, I don't know how much time you have, is the very first day of the It's Time for Secret Prayer, I did share the basics. We shut the camera off, went into prayer, came back. And one of the things that God said was for America. Mm. And one of the things the Holy Ghost says is don't underestimate the enemy. And this goes right along with the prayer alert that's gone out since our last KIU event that we need to be praying for our nation. And I would really encourage people, especially to be praying Psalms 91 over our nation, and also that all the strategies of the enemy would would be revealed by those who are in authority, by those who lead and guide this nation, because anything that's hidden would be revealed to our national security. So, I think you know, prayer and walking with God is a journey, and it continues on and on and on and on and on and on. It just doesn't end until we stand before Him in that day. Well, I think that what you're saying about the um, the prayer alert is especially what happened in Paris. It's so important that we start to pray, and I, and that's been the thing: pray for protection, pray for for the secret things to be um, to be uh, shown that the, our borders are protected. You know, it, the, the whole thing about about um, praying with strategies is everybody's praying the same thing. That I think mm-hmm. that that is so important. So having that 21 days and, and strategizing what to pray for, that mm-hmm. is so important because I believe that those types of prayers get answered much quicker. I believe mm-hmm. that there's a way that we penetrate. There, somebody um, actually was writing um, one of the books I read. I think it might have been... Um, it might have been Praying Medic's book, uh, uh, Seeing in the Spirit Made Simple, but they were, I think it was that. No, actually, it was uh, Michael King's book, Gemstones from Heaven. But he, they were talking, and it was same with the John Ramirez thing, the ex-Satanist, that they would actually see people who would pray. And he would see people pray, and it would start to be like a little bit of a smoke, but then they would stop praying, and then it would... Pfft, 
go out. And then he said, and then there were some people who prayed, prayed longer, and it started to become a, a, a bigger smoke and it started to rise up. But as soon as it touched the ceiling, it would just, it would come down. But then it said some people who prayed in the spirit and pushed through, he said that the smoke turned into a fireball and it burned and went straight up to heaven. Well, that's good. That's the type of prayers that you want. Those prevailing the, prayer. That's prevailing right. Prayer. That's right. That's when you stand, regardless of what you see, you stand firm at what you know that the Lord is saying to you, and you just stand and push through. You don't look to the left. You don't look to the right. Yep. You just look straight ahead, and you just keep pressing through until you feel that breakthrough. And you yep. will. That's the other the other thing about praying in the spirit. There's a lifting. When you're praying for something, you'll feel a lift off of it. And then you'll go to, to pray the next day. And all of a sudden you're like, oh, I forgot to pray about that thing. Well, you didn't have to pray about that thing because right. that prayer was answered. Right. And you also, Margie, have a great book um, about the importance of intercessory prayer. And actually, you can also purchase that at your website, org. I think yeah, I actually it's called said... Mark for Intercession. And it's called, called Mark, Mark for, for Intercession. Intercession. So, and that's a great book if you feel that, you know, God has called you to to pray, to pray for people. If in your prayer time, all of a sudden people start popping into your head, people that you're not even thinking about, people just start popping in or places start popping in, you're most likely called to be an intercessor. And God is actually placing those people into your prayer time. This has just been, this has been so great. This has been so great. And I just thank you so much, Margie, for, for coming on and really, you know, answering all the questions about speaking in, in tongues that you want to know, but are afraid to ask. <laughs> yeah, I just think it's exciting. Walking with God is exciting. And when we have the experience of the baptism of the Holy Spirit, and with evidence of speaking in tongues, it just opens up a whole new dimension of the supernatural. Absolutely. And what do you have on board for 2016? Well, I have a new book coming out that's being um, published by Destiny Image called Focus, mm -hmm. Trading Distractions for Enhanced Spiritual Vision. So I'm very excited about that, the release of that book. I think it's going to help a lot of people. And there, and you have written so many great books. I mean, you have a love like that. I mean, just such incredible books, incredible teachings. You are just, just such an awesome teacher, such a, a wonderful, wonderful uh, person and a beautiful woman of God. You, you just have changed so many lives, including myself. And you really have, have encouraged both my husband and I to, you know, step out of the boat and walk on the water. <laughs> well, thank you, Lisa. You're a blessing as well. Well, this has been so great. So guys, if you want to know more about speaking in tongues, definitely check out Margie Florence's um, YouTube channel. You can watch all her videos. Also, you can check out her website, which is margieflorent.org. So thank you so much, Margie. Have an Awesome, awesome Thanksgiving Thank you, and Lisa. blessings. Thank you so much. Thank you guys for listening. Have a very, very blessed day. And thank you so much for listening. Remember to go out and touch someone. Good night.